Hello and greetings on this third Sunday of Advent. Today I want us to explore something surprising at the heart of the Christian life, and it's this. For the one who follows Christ, joy and pain are not mutually exclusive. Often they go hand in hand. This is a paradox. On the surface, this makes no sense. It's self-contradictory. But on a deeper level, it holds true. You see, in the Christian life, joy does not require being on the other side of difficulty. It doesn't wait for victory to be declared over struggle. It isn't dependent on the absence of pain. Joy has a way of breaking into our lives, even in the midst of pain, because whatever pain we are experiencing, as real as that pain is, we inhabit a larger reality. The reality that God's light will ultimately drive out the darkness. Healing is possible. Redemption and restoration, these will have the last word. Can you think of a time when you experienced a surprising joy? A joy that was unlikely because of being in a context of pain? I'd like to share a story about being found by joy in a surprising way in my own life. When I was living in Boston as a graduate student, I experienced a concussion when I tripped on a train track while walking very fast. For several months, I was debilitatingly dizzy and fatigued. But after a while, I noticed that if I laid down long enough and still enough, the symptoms would temporarily subside and I would feel delightfully normal for those moments. So I took time each day to lay down and and look out the window of my third-story apartment at the passing clouds. Have you ever watched clouds for an hour? It's a surprisingly lovely experience. And in those moments, joy came. I didn't seek it specifically. I didn't deserve it. It was a pure gift, There was a sense that everything I had ever been able to do in my life was an extraordinary gift, a gift from God. Things like dance, play my dulcimer, go for walks, spend time with friends, travel, swim, even my ability to listen to Mozart and watch the changing formation of the clouds was pure gift. The joy of those moments was unlike any joy I had experienced up until that point and perhaps since. It was the absolute joy of being alive by God's grace and in his good world. And I will never forget that joy. In our passage today, we read of what is to come when God fully redeems his creation. This is a prophetic passage from the book of Isaiah that paints a picture of the new heavens and the new earth. As you listen, What stands out to you from this passage about God's relationship with joy? Isaiah 65, 17 through 19 and 24 through 25. Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad. Rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a happy place, 
Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. And the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat hay like a cow, but the snakes will eat dust. In those days, no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. In today's passage, we see a picture of our God, a God who loves his world and delights in his people. His relationship with his creation and with us who are a part of his creation is marked by joy. Joy is at the center of what God is doing, and it's at the center of who he is. It may seem surprising to you that we're talking about joy in Advent, Advent is a time of waiting, waiting for what we do not have, a time when we intentionally inhabit the darkness so that we can better notice the coming of the light and our need for the light. But I wonder if, in fact, joy is meant to be part of our Advent waiting. You see, it's the joy that's going to get us through. Just like it's the joy that got Jesus through. Hebrews 2 verse 2 says that it was for the joy set before him that Jesus endured the pain of the cross. And I believe God wants us to taste the joy that is set before us too, so that we will keep moving forward in the direction of what he has for us, even when that means passing through something hard. New Testament scholar N.T. Wright says that we are made for joy. Take a moment to consider that. We are made for joy. The implication here is that without joy, we die. Wright also says this, new creation has already begun to rise. This is what it means to be a Christian, quite simply, to follow Jesus Christ into the new world, God's new world which he has thrown open before us. Joy is the larger narrative in which we find ourselves, and that is good news. By virtue of being human, we are inheritors of brokenness. By virtue of living in a broken world, we are immersed in injury and injustice. But what if we are able to keep our eyes on the fact that joy has the last word because we're serving a joyful God whose plan ends in joy? Proverbs 10.28 says this, The prospect of the righteous is joy. In other words, you who follow Christ and are made righteous by his grace, you are walking in the direction of joy. And in the end, joy will find you. You won't earn it. You don't have to earn it. It will be yours because joy is your inheritance. Friends, the picture God gives us in this passage is not just 
of a new heaven and a new earth. But if something we will be doing in that new heaven and new earth, we will be rejoicing. We will be rejoicing in all that God has created and done. And that rejoicing starts now. Because the new heaven and the new earth are currently, if hiddenly, under construction. The kingdom is unfolding in our midst. It is in us. It is among us. And our unlikely joy in surprising places is evidence of that kingdom. Be glad and rejoice forever in my creation, God says. Be glad and rejoice forever in my creation. We have a treat today. We're going to close with an original song based on Psalm 16, sung by our friend Lydia Cook, a song that is very much about joy. As you listen to the song, consider that joy isn't something to muster or manufacture. It comes to us by God's grace when we open ourselves to being made more deeply aware of his goodness his love, his beauty. It comes when we allow ourselves to remember once again that whatever may be hard right now, or dark right now, or unfinished right now, or uncertain right now, the road we are on leads to a bright eternal end, and there are glimmers of joy waiting for us along the way. So as you listen, Allow your heart to rest in the prospect of joy. It is already yours. Joy is what you were made for. You.
Let's pray. Creator God, the earth was your idea and you called it good. The new earth is your idea and we call it good. We taste that newness now. It is at work in our hearts. May the peace to come come soon. May the hungry be filled. May the houseless be sheltered. May the sorrowful be comforted. May the sick be healed. May the low be raised. May all who bend the world toward hate come to the dead end of themselves and call on your name. Thank you that you turn no one away. You came as a child, so we ask these things as a child. Amen.